Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 258 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game, and Lord of the Rings literature, movie, video game uh, based podcast. Of course, there may be some Lord of the Rings news coming up. The news consists of an update on Sony's Project Leonardo. What is that? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Amazon is making a Lord of the Rings MMO. What? Find out details later. Mortal Kombat 1? Question mark. Is this the uh, the sister sequel to Battlefield 1 and the Xbox One, which just <laughs> celebrated 10 years of a god-awful unveiling <laughs> that convinced me I didn't need their platform? Uh, we have your new Game Pass titles, and we have your new coming soon to Nintendo Switch Online Plus titles. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, uh, co-conspirator of Embarrassing Warzone. Also joining me, Newsmaster Brant McKee. Also always here for <laughs> Embarrassing Warzone. <laughs> Even though the same heckler that accused us of Embarrassing Halo has not come back to critique our Warzone play. Uh, our other fellow co-Embarrassing um, Warzoneer, Cesar Concepcion II. Welcome, sir. It's the only way I play. <laughs> getting shot in the back embarrassingly <laughs> yeah. uh they took away our favorite mode we they took away our resurgence on the little map they have for four players which we seem to always have four players ready to go they only have the big map so it takes longer and i feel like every time we play we're getting thirded or fourth as the terms go uh we never really have a clear path to victory we was at a lunch round when we had a pretty good finish and we had a chance like second or third place. Yeah, we got third. Yeah, we got moved down. We got thirded in the final final go around there. Just poor positioning. Oh, Brent, yeah. I Brent, that I thought terrible. about I thought about leaving you at the base of that hill, but I thought we had enough cover in that bush and they killed me in the bush. And that was it. Because by the time you were like, oh, Richard. <laughs> I had to run back over there. Yeah, I saw the glint. Yeah. Yep. Sniper glint. Oh, we've had some unlucky Warzone rounds. That might be the synopsis of our Warzone <laughs> playage. So that's right. You got into it Saturday night without me. We, yeah, we but a, I mean, did we get a I win mean, Friday? I feel like we played Friday night. Yes, we got. <laughs> Did we win oh, Friday night? I don't know. I've been playing a lot. So. Yes, that's when you sent out the trophy that we won. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, Dell, the Dell protocol, yeah. Oh, you'll like this, Brant. We're swimming around in the canal in the end, right? The gas, there's no more gas left. And I have a regular gas mask. And uh, Cesar and was it Dale with us? Was Dale the third? Maybe Jeremy? No, it was uh, Jeremy left early. It was just uh, Russell. Russell. Russell was there. Because we were doing we were doing four people and that's when we were on the big map and we had no luck. Yep. And so we that was our trios with the little map. Finally, we went back to our bread and butter. And uh, my mask is about to pop. Like I'm almost out of my regular one, and they both have durable. So it's like, okay, here we go. This is there's nowhere we can't climb up anywhere. There's, no one's down here with us. It's just the canal. And as mine is about to pop, the victory goes up. <laughs> victory. And immediately right after that, another congratulatory congratulatory banner off to the right in the chat says, fucking campers. 
Yeah, they were very uh, not happy. Yeah. Uh, we were in a party, so it's not like we instant responded. But Seth, I was like, we had the durables. If you bought the durables instead of complaining, you could have been swimming the whole time and, <laughs> and with the durables. And then he made up a trophy and sent it to <laughs> sent it to me and Russell. <laughs> Said instead of bitching about camping, you could have been swimming with us all day with the durables if you bought yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> should have bought the durables. Bought the durables. <laughs> they went cheap and bought the regular gas masks. That's why they lost. Or that's all they found. And even mine lasted. Oh, man, that was classic. I love the trophy. <laughs> we fucking won, though. That's my... F- no, I think I've had one other win like that, but I know you guys talked about swimming around down there with nowhere else to go, and it, you ended up outlasting them. Yeah. yeah. That was, like, no shots fired. I think all three of us combined had less than 100 damage between us. Just floating <laughs> in the water. Michael Phelps is the Michael Phelps survival method. As the circle closes in, we just kept floating in the middle. Mm-hmm. Just follow it down here. What what can we do? That's it. Fucking campers. <laughs> you see it over there with the stars on it. It's got the asterisk on it. F blank, 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 blank. NG campers. <laughs> like, really? We won. I don't know. It says first place there. It's a legitimate strategy. We stayed where we were. You were camping on the top side. Who are we, who are we to know? Mm-hmm. Should have camped better. Should have camped harder. We camped. Longer, harder, faster, stronger. Yeah. All right, let's get into this news. This comes from Chris Scolion at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Sony's PS5 fine. accessibility kit, Project Leonardo, we talked about a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, is now officially called the Access Controller. The new peripheral aims to make games easier to play for those with disabilities. Previously unveiled in January under the codename Project Leonardo, the new peripheral is intended to help players with disabilities to play games more easily and comfortably. According to the new info in the PlayStation blog, the Access Controller is a highly customizable controller kit with a, quote, wide array of swappable buttons and stick caps, end quote, which lets players, quote, freely create different layouts that work for their unique strengths, range of motion, and physical needs. The ad directly underneath that is for a bunch of vibrating adult devices. (laughs) The controller can be used on a flat surface oriented 360 degrees or secured to an AMPS mount or tripod. Sony says each access controller will include analog stick caps, button caps in different shapes and sizes, including pillow button caps, flat button caps, wide flat button caps, overhang button caps, curve button caps, and swappable button cap tags for players to easily mark which inputs they map to each button. So like labels, I'm guessing. Uh, The controller will include four 3.5 millimeter aux ports, which will let players add their own specialty switches, buttons, or analog sticks. It will have a full customization UI on the PS5 hardware, too, enabling button mapping and control profiles. Up to one access controller and one DualSense controller could be paired together to act like a single virtual controller, allowing players to mix devices for their comfort or play single-player games with other people operating certain functions. That I like. Uh, I believe well before we had the... What does Xbox call their their controller we talked about this years ago such a great device and it worked for everything at the time and i believe it still does but uh i feel like before that they kind of pioneered the the co-oping of the controllers so if something was too difficult almost like driver's ed right where the Mm -hmm. the driver next to you teaching you how to drive had the full brakes and pedals and turn signals and they had the whole equipment right there next next to you so something got too dicey whether it be kids or someone who Gaming wouldn't normally be accessible to them. They they had full access to that stuff, or you could you could carry them through the the parts that were more strenuous, or that you were able to participate in, right? And this uh, 
This sounds awesome. This is even more in that trend of the way those things are going. And the way PlayStation's kind of the leader with the accessibility options in games, you know? Um, this just adds to that making games available for everyone awesomeness, which I'm a big fan of. We only have... I dropped off somehow. What do you guys think of this controller? It does not directly benefit any of us. At the current time, never know. No, it's good. I mean, it's just out there for somebody who needs it. That's the most important part. It's very cool. It's uh, It almost looks like the proximity mines from... Modern Warfare, right? <laughs> I yeah. mean, I mean the counter, the counter operative of design of what you would want to describe it as, but it's got, it's circular with you know like plating on the outside, like shells. But you can definitely see how those would could be put together. I would like to try one of those controllers just to see how that movement and stuff feels. It was always fun to play with a like a DDR pad on Final Fantasy or try to do something with the Guitar Hero guitar, that kind of stuff. It was always neat, but the access controller. Do we have a date for this? Sony has set up a, a new page. Yeah, like Cesar said, where players can register for updates on pre-order information when it's available. Yeah, has yet to be confirmed. So they set up a new page, yeah. Hopefully this isn't like PSVR 2 where it's online on PlayStation site only. Hopefully this comes to Best Buy, Walmart, Target, GameStop. Hopefully it's available for whoever wants to go in store and pick it up, you know. Oh, next up. Brant, tell me about this Amazon Lord of the Rings MMO. Oh, consoles. You have me at consoles. I didn't yes. Know this. Uh, so Lord Amazon will be... <laughs> Amazon will be collaborating uh, with uh, Embracer uh, for a brand new Lord of the Rings MMO I had, game. I hadn't seen the story. You hadn't? No, I hadn't. Despite being uh, somewhat in the know on uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. I only uh, thought I was. <laughs> so this will, of course, be uh, based on the literary works of uh, The Hobbit. Uh, Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy. This was announced about a week ago, I believe. Yeah, just got lost in the shuffle of uh, Appreciation Week. Of course, it's in uh, early production. It's being led by Amazon Games Orange County. Uh, behind the open world MMO New World. Have we gotten anything from Amazon Orange County? <laughs> Oh, nope. New World. That's it. I'm that, sorry. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that they have to their name there. I signed up for the beta for that. It feels like years ago. I don't know that that ever. It was always like early access. First look. I don't know that that ever was a big thing. Seems like something they'd want to have on that Luna platform they have. Yeah. Uh, bringing players a fresh take on the Lord of the Rings uh, has been a long aspiration for our team, we're honored and uh, grateful that Middle Earth Enterprises is <laughs> entrusting us with this iconic world. Seems like everybody's getting entrusted with that iconic world right now, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> it's not it's not too hard to get. It's like the uh, Warhammer license at this point. <laughs> uh, the article does note that Embracer Group acquired the Middle Earth Enterprises last year. Um. 
giving it the worldwide. This is the important thing with Lord of the Rings stuff because it's so crazy. The motion pictures, video games, board mm-hmm. games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions relating to the Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit. So not the same as the literary works or the TV show that they also have, that sort yeah. of thing. That stuff gets dicey. And I thought it would be figured out because even 20 years ago, we had that fellowship game that Cesar and I tried playing <laughs> so so many years ago that was not the movie based. It was like based off the novel. And that was the only one they did. And then so EA's license picked up with the Two Towers uh, movie retelling of sorts. Uh, the world of Mer- Middle Earth continues to prove uh, an endless fertile ground for <laughs> for creators, <laughs> and Amazon Games has a passion for building immersive, compelling worlds and publishing uh. games for a global audience. Uh, which means we've got the IP and we want to capitalize that. Yeah, it's capitalize all that on it. We That's want all the money. fertilization. That's all the fertilization yeah. is. So, uh, yeah, there's no. Well, he started the fan. Oh, Cesar. It all started. I didn't start it. Um, but yeah, I see. There's Last not year, really Amazon confirmed it had to cancel a separate Lord of the Rings MMO. Reportedly because of a dispute with Tencent. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that. The Chinese parent company, the free-to-play titles co-developer Athlon Games. What does a Lord of the Rings MMO look like on PC and console these days? What's our last MMO on console? That's not like Destiny or one of those shooter looter shooters that has the same core loop. Final Fantasy I mean, 14? I mean, that's a continuing Yeah, Final Fantasy story. 14. I guess that would technically be one of the latest ones. Genshin? Is Genshin considered an MMO? Or their sequel? What was the sequel that came out that looked so good in trailers and stuff? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I know it's a hollow something. Cesar, is that in the hollow yeah. people's? Yeah, it's in the verse, the Honkai. Rail. Something. Yeah, Honkai. What all is that out on? PC and I think PlayStation soon. All right. Look forward to what they have coming up later. And we still haven't seen anything about the uh, Gollum game that keeps getting delayed and delayed. So somebody had, I feel like somebody had like a first, I, like an IGN first. Or yeah, something, they and did they just do screenshots. They did just do like another little presentation on it. I don't. Yeah. I feel like not too long ago, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we know how that story kind of ends. Is that worth dipping into that bit? I don't know. Just to see what he does, like. And it's not Andy Serkis doing all that, right? This is a, one of those weird licensing things where it's not quite the movies. Yeah. Like like you said before, I guess they were just excited by that fertile ground. <laughs> fertile license. <laughs> what other license is as fertile as Lord of the Rings? Warhammer? <laughs> yeah. So back, to, back to the fertility of Warhammer. Next up, another fertile license. <laughs> I guess it's a fertile franchise. <laughs> Being reboot. Yeah, I was trying to think what other what other plat, uh, franchises did the one thing besides Battlefield. Did Call of Duty try doing a? They haven't quite done the battle the Call no. of Duty one. 
has this worked out for anybody doing this whole? I mean, aside from Xbox One. Oh God. <laughs> Which I I kind of I kind of halfway mentioned, but uh, it's now been ten years since their. It's always online. Uh, if you don't want an online yeah. Xbox, we have a product for you. It's called the 360 that got awful Don Metric TV involved uh, presentation they did. Which I believe the PlayStation one was in February of that year because I was all in. That was the Mark Cerny expose. They're showing off everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I distinctly remember like leaving work trying to get to a computer to watch that in real time and was able to. And I was like, okay. New Killzone looks good. I think this is uh, I think this is the right direction. So it's it's not quite to the point where they dropped the E3 hammer of was it four ninety nine they came out at with the camera and all. But this was the the two ninety nine. The two ninety nine. This is the this is the everything tied to TV. Telling your Xbox to switch between whatever you're gaming on to, you know, whatever you're playing to the TV and then back. And what they had that generation was the whole licensing thing with your games for Xbox. And it, it all sounded so weird and convoluted. They weren't, they weren't pitching it very well. No. And it, it sounded like you, once you had your game, it was registered to you. You weren't able to share it. And that was PlayStation's thing was like, they put out a, what was it, like a five-second video? Like, here's how you sh- share your PlayStation games. Oh, it's yeah. just one person handing the game over to another person. Hey, that marketing, you go. That marketing ate them up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was going to be a store, so you were going to be able to sell that license back at some point. And then yeah. I guess you just had a coaster, which, I mean, we leaned even more so into that direction at this point. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, John Lineman was recently out there of Digital Foundry saying that the patches are not as widespread as we make them out to be. And it's only for key key titles and things like that. But I mean, if it gets a patch to me, that makes the original thing obsolete, right? Like you're not purposely trying to go back and play that version. Unless it's some weird thing like last guardian on PS five. If you put that in and don't let it patch, you get the full (laughs) 60 frames per second, uh, last guardian. But I'm like, why would you, why would you need that? I don't understand. There's, I don't know. There's certain things we all try to go physical like that's our that's our thing on this podcast is preservation and making sure those games are around to be able to play, be played and things like that. But how many of those versions is actually what's on those discs or those cartridges? And we've kind of all we've kind of all settled on it's PS4, PS5 games and Switch games for the most part. Right. Unless we know we're getting a live service type thing. Well, uh, even with even with some Switch games, they're getting bad now about having yeah. that little. Download require banner. So, yep. I saw Zelda just got a patch. Did y'all see what was in that? Uh, I did not download that patch, and I'll talk about that later. Okay. There is there is some kind of fix, but like I said, I'll I'll, I'll talk about it later. I think I saved and let mine restart, but I didn't look at the patch notes or see what it was or anything. I just you know when you get it out of sleep mode and you fire it up and you start it, it's like start software or install update or yeah. close software. And I'm like, no, let's just keep playing where I was. And then I'll save when I'm comfortable. And then, and then you can apply your update. Okay. So you're going to touch on that a little bit later. I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. A specific reason I did not update. Oh, interesting. Maybe I'm going to regret having done so. <laughs> I have to delete, I have to delete everything. 
Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 announced for September release with first trailer. This comes from Tom Ivan at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Following plenty of teasing and several leaks in recent weeks, the next entry in the long-running fighting game series was officially revealed on Thursday. The debate, the debut trailer for the game, which is viewable below, confirms that it will be released on September 19th, 2023. Did you guys watch the trailer? Yeah, it actually looks pretty dang good. For just a CG thing? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the whole thing with this is it's a kind of redone uh, Mortal Kombat universe based on um, the last Mortal Kombat. Uh, everything's been created by the fire god uh, Liu Kang, featuring reimagined versions of iconic characters as they've never uh, been seen before. I saw uh, all the ninjas look totally different. So they've, yeah, they've they've changed up the concepts um, and a lot of... of a lot of the way the characters look and things like that. It looks it looks really interesting. And they looked a lot less the ninjas looked a lot less like palette swaps than they have yeah. since nineteen ninety-three. They so looked a little bit more individualized. Uh it's described here. Uh, uh, the story mode is uh, an immersive cinematic narrative uh, featuring unexpected twists on classic rivalries, uh, original backstories, and a wider range of casts. Of legendary fighters, including Liu Kang, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden, uh, Kung Lao, uh, Katina, Melina, Shang Tsung, uh, Johnny Cage, and many others. And they've, of course, already talked about DLC stuff already. Character packs. Mm -hmm. And we know at some point there will be a complete edition of this Mortal Kombat one. Uh, well, that is already up for pre-orders May 19th, so <laughs> as of uh, as of a couple days ago uh, from this recording, you have three different versions to choose from. You have the Standard Edition, which runs you the, the $70. Uh, that's on all of the things. Uh, PS5, Xbox Series, Nintendo Switch. Um, that's Why is this P- on Switch? Yeah, PC. One, the last one barely ran. It was I like know. a mockery. It was like an N64 game on the single player mode. Why is this still coming to Switch? Uh, and it is PC buy it? via Steam and Epic. But yes, I don't mm-hmm. know. And I think it's the same studio is also working on it. The same studio that ported it to uh, Switch. Switch last doing, time. It's yeah, doing, it's doing the same Switch port. Yeah. Hey, numbers don't lie, man. They sold a shit ton of them. They're like, let's see if you can recreate the magic. Uh, you have a premium edition at $109.99. Uh, available for the same consoles. Uh, will include the standard edition along with uh, combat packs, early access to the game beginning with September K, of 14th. Course. Uh, 1,250 Dragon Crystals. That's an in-game currency. The combat pack will feature Johnny Cage character skin uh, with the likeness of famed actor and martial artist Jean-Claude Van Damme. Famed actor. Uh, Yes, I'm here for the Jean-Claude Van Damme skin. (laughs) Early access to six new playable characters uh, available post-launch and five new cameo fighters. Oh, from um, Cameo, Elements of Power for 360. Of course, why not? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the very last one is the collector's edition with a k 
A uh, friend of the show, Jeremy, was incredulous that there was a $250 SKU yes, for the new Mortal Kombat game. Uh, I am looking to see. It looks like it's got most of the same stuff. It's also got a 16.5-inch Liu Kang sculpture designed by Course. Uh, Who's Course? Are they a known I, statue I, people, Cesar? Maybe. No clue. Uh and an inspired Liu Kang in-game skin. Uh, three exclusive art prints, steel case, uh, and 1,450 dragon crystals. That's the in-game currency. That's on, to- the and that's on top of the other one that you would get from the other version. So statue didn't look that great. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a big statue guy with the video games. There's a f- I've got a few. I can't. I have to say, I did. Yeah. I did get the infamous one uh, with infamous two of Cole and uh, Nathan Drake from um, uh, Uncharted yeah. Three. Uncharted Three collectors. Mm-hmm. What is but the that's, most? That's it. That got me talking with uh, Jeremy because we were together when the announcement came out, and I was like, "Oh, it's a new Mortal Kombat game coming." Uh, what is the most expensive? collector's edition that you guys can remember purchasing has it gotten close to 250 never never i'm trying to remember i i there was a time where i bought a lot of them but i'd never remember them being much over a a little over 100 bucks yeah i think a bunch of these nintendo ones have been like 129 so i don't trying to think what i might i got russell the halo 3 special edition that came with the cat helmet but i think that was only 100 bucks i don't think that was outrageous when it came out maybe 129 maybe it was in that same realm i don't know 250 seems steep 250 is 250s up there wasn't the uh in this economy no yeah it wasn't the the spongebob game that you played brand it was like the one after that no it may have been the bikini bottom didn't it come out with some crazy ridiculous the 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 rehydrated um, yeah. battle for bikini bar? I remember it came with like stuff. socks, yeah, yeah, and some other stuff. I don't know. I've I've always seen it. it Wario posts it on sale every Discounted. now and then still. Yeah, but I I never even looked at that. I was like, I'm a, I don't know what MSRP on that was. I might have to poke around and see what that what my most expensive collector's edition thing like that is. I just. Oh, you know, if there was a I, got, special... I got the Rock Band 4, but that was like you're buying a bunch of instruments and stuff. Yeah, those were you expensive, know? but I don't even feel like those. I feel like those were close. Those might have been like 175. I don't I even think, think they crested 200. So I think Cesar may have some insight on this. I think by the time we jumped on our Xbox Ones, Target had a thing. It was like buy an Xbox One, get a free game with it or something like that. And it worked for that skew. Or it was like half off or something. So we ended up mm-hmm. getting that rock band skew very inexpensively. And not for not for Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah, my Xbox One S was mispriced at the lower, lower price point. It may have been Target. the one it may have been the one S. Get the one S. It is get, a one S. Yeah. Get a free uh game with it. And for some reason the rock band skew worked the two hundred fifty dollar one. Yeah. Now that I've kicked that out there, I might have paid even less for mine. I'm curious, though. If you're listening, uh, 
Instagram, Twitter, email, whatever. Let us know. What is the most expensive collector's edition you've shelled out for and why? We'd love to know. Uh, after buying Skyrim and playing it after all these iterations, I wish I had gotten the the super cool one that came out with 360 and PS3 with like Alduin, the big dark dragon. He's like up on top of the wall and stuff. I've seen it here and there. It's not super expensive on eBay. That some of that stuff seems to have not held value. And the Gears 3 statue, remember the one with like Marcus Phoenix kneeling with the dog tags, the the, the cog tags yeah. in his cog tags instead of dog tags. He's holding the cog tags in his in his hand. That one's uh still not super expensive. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say anything. Go ahead, Brant. It's right there. The cog rings. Oh, then there's that. <laughs> Collect all the cog rings off your off your fallen comrades. Take them off their bodies. Oh, it's late, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's, it's hitting Brant. All right, coming soon to Game Pass. Speaking of cog rings, we have <laughs> Ma- <laughs> uh, we have Massive Chalice, Railway Empire Two, Cassette uh, Beasts. Damn it! Is that related to King Beasts? Uh, Ghost Lore. Chicory, a colorful tale. I didn't know it was coming to Xbox. That's awesome. Yeah. Chicory was a was a little indie darling. Ooh, I have no idea what that says. I've seen the uh is that no, that's Planet of Lana. Planet of Lana. Railway Empire 2. Uh FIFA 23. That's I think that's one of the big gets. Oh, there it is. And uh Eastern Exorcist. Yep. So, pretty good variety of uh Game Pass games. Let's see what's down here. Leaving May. Leaving Game Pass. Yep. 31st. Europa Universals. Uh, Evil Genius 2. FIFA 21. Floppy Nights. Cog Ring Edition. Lawn Mowing Simulator. So if you need to play any of those, get it before the end of the month. Is that like the first one? Lawn mowing simulator? Haven't they started putting years after that? Like 21 and 22 and stuff? I feel like it. Yeah. Oh, they, they have so many dank simulators. Farming simulator, trucking simulator, train simulator. Everything's a dank simulator. Oh, did you see uh, Power Wash Simulator's getting mm-hmm. one of your fran- favorite franchises? Crossover? I saw. It's getting SpongeBob. We've just It's the SpongeBob episode now. This is the SpongeBob episode. Power Wash or Bikini Bottom. Or Cog Rings, which is where you try to take <laughs> everything. You're, you keep bringing it up now. Hey, it's a Gears of War reference. Cog tags. Last but not least, there are three Game Boy Advance games coming to your Nintendo Switch Online subscription. So, don't we already have these games? Yeah. See, see, that's the thing is, uh, we'll 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 announce what what exactly they are. So we're getting all three brand new Game Boy Advance games for NSO. We already Um, have the fourth one. The thing is, thinking. Um, none of these were shown in the little reel, um, when they were, you know, showing off what's coming soon to the, to the NSO when they unveiled Game Boy and Game Boy Advanced and all that. This is a reel. So these, so these are a little bit of a surprise, um, but there's a little bit of a question mark next to them. So, so the games in question are Super Mario Advanced, Super Mario World, Super Mario 2 Advanced. And Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advanced 3. Um, which, which are 
technically are games we've got via the Super Nintendos. We've got the games that these are basically based on. The native titles. Um, And they're... I mean, they have some little extra content here and there and some little twists, variations on things, you know, because they were built for the Game Boy Advance, but they're essentially the same game. They're worse in certain regards. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like the one we already got, the Yoshi's Island, or not the Yoshi's Island one, the Super Mario Brothers 3 one. I can't remember yeah. which one that is. Is that That is Super Mario Advance 4. It came with the... Um, what was that peripheral? You could swipe the card. E-reader. e-reader. Yeah, it came with all the e-reader level support. So, is there any additional stuff with these? I guess you get to play the multiplayer, the Super Mario Brothers, the Mario Brothers multiplayer yeah. part, like the pipe and all that. Yeah, the, the e-reader levels were included with that other title, so. Which, cool. I mean, you get those extra levels. But yeah, these are... I saw these, I'm like, oh, great, we're getting, you know, more Game Boy Advance titles. And then I saw what they were, I'm like, hmm, that's a little, that's a little odd. Yeah. Out of uh, all the, all the things. I, I don't think anybody will complain about these outside of people in the know like us. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, not really complaining, I'm just saying it's kind of a, it's really an odd choice. Yeah, because these aren't really the ones you would go for, technically. Yeah. Technically speaking. And we got Mario All-Stars, or was that a, like a time period thing that they got rid of, like the 3D All-Stars? Did they pull that, or did they leave that on the service? I, th- I think it's still on there. Because that would have your version of Super Mario 2. I'm, thinking, I'm trying to think what this gives you that the other ones did not. It's a inferior version of Yoshi's Island, yeah. where you're like... So the Game Boy Advance was technologically a Super Nintendo, but, you know, you had zoomed in aspect ratio. You had some you had some compromises. The audio is not as good as that Sony sound chip. Um, It's just not quite the same thing. You already have the native one on Super Nintendo app, right? Yep. I don't I can't I can't really recommend playing. Any of these over the versions that are already out there whether on All-Stars or the native versions of the Super Nintendo games like you were seeing. Uh, it's cool, maybe, if you don't want to leave, like when you go into that, um, it's not virtual console, when you go into the Nintendo Switch Online tabs, you have to pick from each console. Yeah. So I guess it keeps you from, you just live in the Game Boy Advance one, you don't have to go out to the Super Nintendo one. <laughs> I can't really I guess. Yeah. I can't really think why that would be uh, additional advanced features, they say. So these are coming uh, next week, May 26th. So they'll be coming out before or after this podcast post. The advanced version of Super Mario Advance gives you Super Mario Brothers 2 also features added surprises to discover and challenges to take on, including one featuring Yoshi. All right. And Super Mario Advance 2, you get the option to play the entire adventure as Luigi with his Super Mario Advance capabilities. Abilities, I'm sorry. Those charging chucks won't know what hit them when they encounter this high-jumping bro. And with Yoshi's Island Super Mario Advance 3, we get... Uh, I can't tell what you get. It looks like it's the same thing. So at yeah. least you get to play as Yoshi, or you get to play as uh, Luigi in that Super Mario Advance 2 Super Mario World one. That's a little bit of a change. 
I don't know. They're available. Can't complain. They're adding stuff to the service, right? Yeah, as long as they aren't taken away. Yeah. We're and the interesting note, like you said, is that they weren't they weren't shown in that sizzle reel. It's all new stuff. It's not uh, anything that we'd seen before. We're, we're waiting yeah. on the Minish Caps and all that kind of stuff. Random stuff. No, I think Minish Cap is on not, there. Not Minish Cap. Uh, the Oracle games and Zero Mission was shown off, I believe. Yeah, Zero Mission. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh, what was it? Um, Golden Sun and uh, Fire Emblem and... Golden Sun. That's what I'm really yeah. thinking of. Exactly. There, there's a bu- there was a bunch of stuff that was shown off in that in those reels that was like, oh, I can't wait till those come. Yeah. But so. All right. Uh, I guess on the games played, Cesar left us momentarily, but he said he'd be right back. So I guess we'll start up our Zelda chat, and then he can he can come in and bring us home, right? Yeah. We already talked about embarrassing uh, Warzone. So. Oh, we did, and that's all there was to cover on embarrassing Warzone. Um, I was. Uh, further back in my adventures last week, and I believe I still am for sure, uh, I finally got off the Great Plateau, like the opening area, which was Sky Island. Tier. Yeah, the, the big Sky Island. Big main area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last shrine makes you do the temperature thing, so it makes you do cook a dish or something like that to, to get up where you need to get to. Um, another example of the game making you play a certain way when... Sometimes it lets you enjoy freedom. <laughs> but I, I believe with that being the tutorial area, that was kind of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, after that, you dive down to Hyrule. So you start getting some of the story of, like, what happened down there when you dive down. And I was instantly getting killed. No matter where I went on Hyrule, I was, it was an instant death. And I Welcome to that, the game. That must have been where you were last week, where you're like, even just one hit is a one-hit kill. Because yeah. every Moblin camp I tried to take out or... Uh, like little enemy tower or something like that. It was just, it was instant death. And I was like, this, yeah. I think I texted y'all said the combat's not even fun. I'm not even enjoying the combat, but it wants you to do a certain thing. It wants you to play a certain way. And uh, it's very clear. I'm not meant to take on those things yet, or I've got to be so smart and so efficient with the things I'm trying to put together. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to get pissed off at this game because I can't beat this Bacoblin Tower, right? There's five of them, and I can't take them down. Um, I'll figure out something else to play. And there's tons of shrines in the area. So I just start going through shrines and figuring out the puzzles. And uh, there was a real cool one with hot air balloons where I was trying to, like, figure out how to take this platform up a hot <laughs> air balloon. Yeah, that was a lot of yeah. fun. And there was, uh, like, multiple steps to that. So it was getting into the next room and then uh, having the hot air balloon in the next panel and try to do something with that like i had to put a ball in there like a metal ball that had to go in a, a receptacle in the top and that was a real cool puzzle to go through a really cool element and i wandered around for a while i did some shrines i had some enemy encounters uh i scanned amiibo i don't know where i would have been on that first on the sky island thing if i hadn't scanned all that meat and all that amiibo and been able to make a dish to like have spicy stuff that i was telling friend of the show russell this like dude scan some amiibo on that first island you're gonna want to it's gonna help uh and cook some stuff because well, that, that that first island they you do you find apples and things and that's yeah. that's it they give you you find some apples and you might find a fish or something and then right before you get into that cold area they start throwing those spicy peppers yeah so it's but it doesn't tell you hey combine like an apple 
or a vegetable with the spicy peppers and you just kind of have fish. to know. Yeah. Like I was doing, I was doing like two fish and two peppers and that was like six and a half minutes of cold protection. Mm-hmm. So that gave you like, I want to explore this game. It's like, you know, it's like Skyrim or one of those. I want to go around. I want to see what's there. I want to go by all ass. Yeah. You have to fucking be moving. And then you have a stamina meter on top of that when you're hauling ass. Um, I'm trying to think the point. It it was literally the point where I had first dove down to Hyrule and I was trying to take out the Bokoblins and stuff. And I was I was just dying nonstop. I was like, fuck this game. I died like five times in ten minutes. Just this isn't fun. It doesn't want me to go anywhere. I'm just stuck. So I just sat out in the other direction. I changed my map to where I could figure out you gotta go to Lookout Landing. Uh I think yep. Brent had just gotten there, or, or maybe you guys were both kind of there last week. But um that really got the story going. And Cesar had mentioned last week, like the story is way more involved than Breath of the Wild. And I, I loved that game. And I feel like that story propelled enough of that going forward. But it really wasn't. It was like, here, these four things are out of whack. Go find these 10 memories that the princess has and go to the four things and then take out Ganon or just go to Ganon now. Right. Like that was like the gist of it. But there's a mystery to this one. You're trying to figure out what the chasms are. Uh, you're trying to figure out where the gloom is coming from. Uh, Cesar, were you talking about the gloom and it was like the the arms and stuff that were coming oh after you? Because I I met yeah, them that... in one place and I was like, I'm never getting out of here. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? That's the, they will fuck me. you up. That's the the least again and after you beat the arms, it's like a, this is the second phase. Oh, that's what Cesar yeah. was talking about last week, and I was like, you. Because I got to a shrine, and then when I got out of the shrine, that, that mob of shit was, like, underneath <laughs> me. And I'm, I'm hitting them with the, the arrows in the eye, right? There's all these arrows. There's all these eyes that pop up. And they just kept coming. I was like, I can't beat these things. So I had it end up, like, outsmarting them and trying to paraglide. I, Yeah, I had the paraglider by that point. So I'm, like, trying to go around them, that kind of stuff. Uh, but I got the paraglider from Pura at uh, the lookout landing. And they applied the rule 34 to Pura from the last game. She's and aged I, up. I immediately went on to Reddit to confirm that others she's felt sexy. the same way. I Everybody thinks she's sexy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? What just happened to this character? Uh, so she sent me a little thing towards the castle where they're trying to investigate the the chasm and the upheaval is what they call it. Like the castle rising up and all these things coming out and... Uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. I got a glimpse of Zelda, like off in the distance and they couldn't believe I'd seen the princess and mm-hmm. they've been researching the, the upheaval while I was MIA. They couldn't believe that it came from the sky part. Uh, the story is just way more developed than breath of the wild was. I, I do feel already that way that it's trending in that direction. Uh, I got Epona. From one of the amiibo, do you have to dock the horse? Like I forgot what you do with the horse. Yeah, you have to. You have to take it around. Take it to the stable. stable. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find it. a stable near that Hyrule Castle area. I didn't. The map didn't have it like filled in because I've only done that one tap. Ta- well, You've I'm headed fa- to the second yeah. tower. You got to discover everything. So. Yep. I was like, damn it! But it came from an amiibo, so I'm assuming it's going to come from the amiibo again. Yeah, here's here's the thing: when you go to the stable, all your previous horses will be there. From Breath See, of the I Wild. went. I found a stable before. I remember you guys mentioning that, and they didn't acknowledge any sort of like, "Hey, here's your things." Hmm. Yeah, I don't you, know if, if you, I... you, 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 it tells from a previous <laughs> save. You have to have a previous save on there. I probably haven't downloaded it from the cloud. Then it's probably four or five years since I played Breath of the Wild. That um, might be it. I know it's not the same console. And 
you will have to have another horse because you get like a tow hitch for a horse and you can do some, you know, crazy stuff and make a wagon and, you know, have the horse pulling the wagon. Epona, Epona will not pull a wagon. It has, there's when you pull up the horse's stats, it says, you know, like strength, speed and all this. It says like tow, I think either tow or power or something like that. And there's just a dash in that Mm -hmm. spot for Epona. So you have to have a different horse. Useless. Yeah, so if you have a Pona from the first game, Pona from the first game can tow. Oh. You can also, when you find the horse fairy, you can also upgrade the opponent from the first game as well. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if I download my save the horse and go God. back into... I wonder if I download I, It's a fairy with a horse face. It's, it oh, yeah. it's a weird-ass thing is what it is. That's interesting. I haven't found that nightmare fuel yet. It's there. Um, it's fun. It, it's gotten fun again. I was not enjoying my time with the game uh you have to love building that stuff if you don't like putting all that shit together this is not the game for you it, it literally involves building all kinds of shit rotating it twisting it um, well, see i mean it's not that bad because i think some of that just helps with exploration the only one that you required to build something was for the spirit temple when i beat that one that was it that, that was the only requirement where you had to go around and build different like the left arm the right arm and the left leg, left right, right leg, and all that. Well, so. you that's, for sure that's what I'm talking the, about. In the shrines and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know what you're talking about. You said robot friend. I'm like, oh. Yeah, my robot friend. You had to build the robot friend. Go get the arms and the legs and whatnot. The first time I found, like, car pieces, and it had one of the Zonai... <laughs> I don't know what they call them, but it's like, the, it's like the fan thing. You've used it in one of the shrines before you find this part. So I'm like, I'll just stick the wheels on the side of this thing and put the fan on there. But the wheels <laughs> were like, there was no axles. The wheels were just stuck there. <laughs> yep. I think I took a clip of it because I had Link hit the fan like, here we go. And it just sat there mm-hmm. with the fan blowing. It's like, yeah, I didn't do that right. <laughs> I saw Cesar, I saw Cesar post something about this, this temple and he had this big old ball and he got down to the very bottom and the ball just, just glanced over the fucking thing. I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> it hit it did i didn't hit it right or something like that it went over it's bullshit but whatever i ended up beating it the next try yeah it's always try try again right uh renee went on a taco bell date congratulating him on his taco bell date <laughs> not as cheap as it used to be taco bell got expensive mm. uh have you guys been to the new del taco i know Cesar was a big <laughs> del taco fan i don't know man have they not. have too much uh avocado on their food sometimes so I went so if you sign up for their app, you get two free tacos. But it's like the it's like the good ones. It's not the plain tacos. So I had three regular tacos, a drink, fries. You get fries with the tacos, and then two of the beast tacos for five bucks. It was a good ass meal. The fries are surprisingly good. But uh, that's I think that's my touch on Zelda. I, I was way turned off of it, and then it became. I'll just go chase the shrine or I'll just go here and then uh, I'll try and see where the story bit takes me. And uh, let me actually check the map and see where it's going to try to send me. So the pieces are clicking together. I'm yeah. enjoying it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're and basically this, like a where I was last week, because that yeah. was when you first start the game. You do. You just get you just get run into the ground. Just oh, about every enemy like, you find. This is not fun. I'm not enjoying this. This is and not the th- fun. <laughs> the thing is, is. Even because I started doing shrines, I was like, screw it. I'm doing shrines, um, upgrading my hearts and things like that. And even with like seven hearts, there were so- some enemies that just run up to you, bop, solo you, gone, mm-hmm. done. Yeah. 
I had book goblins do that. I have this master class plan of like drawing them out. I'm hitting them in the nose with arrows. I'm backing up. Like one jumps over the other, swinging a sword, and there I go. And I'm like, sure, yeah. that's fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Once you start upgrading armor, it helps. Yeah. You know, that's you the gotta, only time it's going to really help. You got to find one. decent one of the shrines armor. I did, one of the shrines I did gave me like special rubber armor, and it's like super electricity proof. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm not sure I was supposed to find that this soon. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, that's you the can, thing yeah. is you can find whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Out there. I got uh, the only uh, gear I have before I hand it off to you. I've got the uh, Wind Waker tunic. That's the like best thing I've gotten out yeah. of the. So that the, looks pretty cool. What I can confirm, um, like Cesar was saying last week, he mentioned it, that a lot of the Amiibo stuff is just in the game. And it is true. If there are mm. all the sets of all the Amiibo stuff, you do not have to have the specific Amiibo. You can actually, you can either just look it up or there's, you can go around and there's certain people that will say, Oh, you looking for, you know, this treasure and they'll give you a hint kind of where about you can find it. And they'll just put a X on your map. Um, but what I end up doing on that is if you do the amiibo ones, I just been selling the extras cause it gives you like, say, Oh yeah. For the extras. So it's, it's worth uh, yeah. grabbing the extras. Yep. Yeah. And you guys are right. The currency is at a premium. I've been playing for, five or six hours and I went to buy some stuff and I had like 120 rupees. It's like, so, sure. Uh, I don't know. I have so little amount of stuff. Let me, let me get, go ahead and get into that update then. Uh, so Uh-oh. last, last week, um, I guess it was early, early last week. There was a glitch that was found in the game and anything you can attach to an arrow, you could duplicate through a very quick process. Interesting. And so once I got the hang of, of doing it, I duplicated a, a bunch of uh, diamond and just because you can sell it for 500 rupees a pop. It is probably the oh, most, yeah, the most significant. Nice. <laughs> and that is the only reason I haven't upgraded or updated the, uh, the uh, game. Specifically mentioned it, it kills the, that. Kills yeah, that glitch. Because I um, I showed it to my son. He tried to do it, and then he came back to me the next day. And I had noticed when I went to play the game that it was like, hey, there's an update. I'm like, nope, because just in case. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, Matt, I've tried it several times. I think I got everything right, and it just won't do it. I said, did you did you update it? Yeah. No. It's gone. There is. This is like the Destiny Cave, like shooting into that Destiny Cave for stuff. There, there was something about, um, some quest in the game that was would technically kind of like soft lock, or it would glitch, and players weren't able to progress, and that was patched out. Hmm. But there, but there were s- several other little bug fixes and things, and. Like the duplication thing, and the duplication glitch was um, was patched out, so that's why I have not. Because uh, when it comes to uh, upgrading your armor, uh, I've already found all of the the fairy fountains and stuff, and um, just like in the last game, you have to have certain items and a lot of rupees to upgrade stuff once once you get it up there Mm -hmm. so i need to make money quick i need to duplicate harder to get items um so that's why i haven't updated that nice um game's good yeah i've uh i don't hate it anymore 
I did what Cesar was talking about last week where he said there's these uh, glyphs everywhere on the ground. You might see them flying found, around, Richard. I found my first one. Um, Impa, Impa was like right next to one. Yeah, I was about to say, you'll find Impa, and that's what starts the um, uh, quest line. I wandered all around it. She was like, go go near the center of it. Might be something going on there, and nothing ever happened. So I don't so, know if I don't have a, something or what. No, you just you didn't look in the right place. You're looking for one of the teardrops will be like filled in, and in the base of the teardrop, there's a puddle. Hmm. Is what you're looking for. Um, also, if you're going to do that, I will send you a map that not only just shows you where they are, it gives you a number, a, a sequence. Um, oh, beautiful. Because I could just warp back to where she is, because now I can time travel, or I can uh, fast travel. Again. Yeah, fast travel. And yep. the thing the thing is, is they're kind of like the memories uh, from Breath of the Wild. Cesar mentioned this last week. The only thing is, those, it didn't really matter which sequence you viewed them in. Yeah. This one is... kind of does. There's, there's 12 of them. And if you go from like the first one and then the next one you find is like number 10, you're going to be like, what the, what the fuck just happened? What is that? What, what? Because that's basically what my son did. I told him, I was like, Hey, go over here. You can start that quest. Cause I, I watched all of them. Um, and he did the first one mm-hmm. and then he was walking around and he found number eight and number eight is very significant in the, in the storyline. And I walked in and he goes, um, oh, oh my gosh, uh, I don't know if I was supposed to see this one yet. And I walked over there. I go, oh no, nope, nope, no, you were not. Yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a number, there's, there's a sequence. Damn, you wouldn't think you so, could find something like that accidentally. Well, that's the thing is you can just you can go wherever and find yeah. it. So I, I got my first four or five tiers without going to Impa. So, oh wow, you can do it any way you want. Interesting. Um, so I did all the tears and then what was funny is I've gone around, I've, you know, done a bunch of the shrines. I said, you know what, let me go ahead and progress the story. There's, um, a part where there's another, uh, another Zelda sighting after you've investigated the, uh, happenings around the kingdom of Hyrule. Yeah. They've got like an investigation squad or something. It's like a goof troop. <laughs> so somebody sees you you look up and you see Zelda like at the castle. So now you're tasked with trying to get up to Hyrule Castle, go in there. You go all through that. That's a whole big ordeal. Uh and then you come down and they're like, "Well, wait a minute. You know, in all these flashbacks, we they talk about all the sages and all this and we've got uh we've only got some of the sages here, we know who's who are these sages. We're missing one, so we need to do some investigation. Go out into the world and try and investigate. Look at uh, you know some ruins and go over here and check this out. And so you've got to do all more that. surgeons. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I've been doing, and I'm in the the temple that uh, Cesar was just talking about, where you've got to go and you've got to make a robot. You start the the body and the head's already there. And you've got to go branch out and grab um, the arms and the legs and everything and build it up. And so um, 
I love the uh, the ascend ability. It almost feels like a cheat code. It is. It it's actually fun. it actually I forget started, it's there, and I'm like, let me get yeah. the fuck out of here, and I look up, and I can get through the roof. It started out as a kind of like a debug feature, and then they wound up just putting it in the game. How cool is that? Like a tool that was just fun to tinker around with, and they they ended up adding it. Um, my favorite thing to do is to just uh, freaking cheese it. Anytime you're in a temple, in a shrine, or whatever. The, and you're running around and you're trying to figure something out and you just go the fuck it and you just use an ability yeah use you use an ability a different way you just climb something and and glide over or <laughs> there's there's a lot of times where you're supposed to get a certain item like across a certain amount of you know to the other side and I'll just pick, use use ultra hand pick it up push it as far out as I can <laughs> And then bring, like, hold it there for a couple seconds, bring it back to me, set it down, and then use the rewind feature, hop on it, and ride it over there, jump off, grab it with Ultra Hand again, and bring, uh, it, <laughs> bring it over. I so. forget rewind, yeah. Because they, they make you use it when you first get it, and I don't think I've used it since then. I need to remember to rethink some things there. Oh, rewind uh, works for all sorts of stuff. Like, I mean, you just pick something up and angle it. Uh, for you know, hold it there for a couple seconds, drop it, and then rewind. Boom! Instant ramp, and now you can right there. there. It. Yeah, you you'll use it more in the progress in the story if there's some shrines that require some of them to be completed by rewind. So rewind. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, that's. I think I've I've got all my stamina bars. I've. I've got a lot of hearts. I haven't gotten to the second. I keep waiting. Like every heart I do, I'm like, is this going to be on the on the second row yet? And it's it's not quite. It just keeps adding up on so, the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have five. I got that fourth heart, and then I've I've earned enough for a fifth one, but no stamina bars or anything. I think I've done seven or eight shrines. Might be time to find the goddess again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get to a point where a lot of the main towns that you visit, they have like a little small little goddess statue and you don't have yep. to keep going all the way back up so that was a good quality of life improvement um gosh there was something else but damn this the story is is really good richard um yeah i'm i'm totally digging the zonai stuff and they did drop the raru uh, hint. They haven't really elaborated on it, but they kind of hinted at it, and I was like, I knew I knew that name from Zelda lore. So, wonder how far back that that lore goes, that history goes. I'm sure I'll find out. It's fun to have, like, when Zelda games introduce a new race or a new people yeah. of Hyrule or the Minish or the uh, when we got the flying was in Wind Waker when they turned into the was it Rito at that point when they when they transformed from the fish people <laughs> into yeah. Koroks and like we have a convergence of races at that point and Breath of the Wild had like a bunch of my favorites in it. The Gorons of course. I haven't met any Gorons yet. They're in this one, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Yep, very cool. I'm headed to I'm headed to the Northwest Towers where I'm and I'm close to it. So I think I'm gonna do it was either last week or the week before Cesar was talking about kind of unlocking the map and unlocking the towers, and I think that's yeah. going to be my strategy for a minute. Yeah, I've unlocked, I might poke around and see what's there, but I, I definitely enjoy climbing up those towers and unlocking them. I've unlocked all the towers, uh, but that was after, actually, I did all of the uh, 
disturbances. I'm very happy now that I have the paraglider. That is like a difference maker in those games. <laughs> you got to be able to get down from shit. All right, Cesar, how close do you are to the end of the game? I'm in the. I'm getting ready to fight uh, Ganondorf. Damn. I, got all, I did all five temples. Uh, yeah, I'm right. I'm right at the end. I'm in Hyrule Castle right now. He's almost done. Uh, anything else I can add in there? I've pretty much done everything in that game. Damn. I can't think of anything I haven't done because I've walked around and I've done every side quest I've come across. Um, did the weird prison islands, found all the shrines. Uh, the recommendation for you, Richard, is if when you go into the depths and you fight the, find the light bulbs or the light, um, vines or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the shrines are right above them. So I, what I, what I ended up doing was just, uh, I noticed it on there. It was what I ended up doing is I just flipped to the top world and looked at Mm. the bottom world and just mark them. And then I was like, the shrines are right there. Interesting. Um, I haven't been down to the bottom part. I know you were talking about that last mm-hmm. week. I haven't been down the there depths. yet. You'll get there yeah. eventually. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a story beat where they encourage you to go down there. Yeah. Um, you eventually, though, are able to get um, talking with with Robbie again. He he gets you a like a shrine seeking sensor. Oh, cool. So you'll have that ability again in this game where you're mm-hmm. just flying around or walking bloop, around. Bloop, and you hear the bloop 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 bloop. bloop, bloop, bloop. Yep. Yep. So that helps because there's a lot of shrines that are underground. So, but using that uh the light route and to pinpoint it, and then just using that little shrine detector to find it because there's a lot of there's some shrines you have to go through caves to get in there. Yeah, like you'll you'll be on there and you'll see it. you have to go on there. There's some caves that are pretty well hidden. Um, that's cool. They're not as straightforward as just finding some. You know, they were hidden in the first game too. So, yeah, I mean the I'm trying to. I don't know. You see as you go through, man. There's not really much I can really talk about about the game. So, uh, if you'll, the only recommendation I can give you is you'll you'll find some monuments in the sky um, that have uh, Hyrulean text in there that you can't read. Uh, just take photos of it with your camera. So, makes sense. Uh, I fucking found all of them, and then I encountered the quest <laughs> like, oh, you need to take photos of these and bring it back to me. And it's like fuck, and I had to go back yeah. and, oh, around and get no. them again. I found so, a couple of them, and I'm, yeah. I, fa- I talked to the gentleman that was like, oh, yeah, I'll be in this place. You know, come find me. I haven't yeah, gone. Yeah. Haven't talked to him, but, yeah, thanks for telling me. I just got to take pictures of him. Yeah, just take pictures of him because he's going to ask you, and he's like, show me on your on your uh, pure pad on there. But You know what will uh, aggravate me, so any of these, like, non-spoilery hints mm-hmm. that will save me time and aggravation, I'm, I'm definitely down for. And listeners. That's, I'm sure the listeners appreciate it, too. That's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. I was like, fuck, and I had to go back. Because I knew we're all 12 of them were. I just had to go all the way back yeah. from the fucking sky and fly all over the damn place again. Because some of them were playing pain in the asses to get to. So, uh, so yeah, if you see those, take pictures of those. You'll see one that says it has high really. You'll know because it'll say a high really in text. I can't read this. Can't just read take it. a picture. Yeah. Uh, he'll, he'll decipher it. Um, it goes more uh, more into the backstory of uh, uh, the past. It's good stuff. Uh, th- yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of story just floating around there. So it's awesome. Uh, yeah, because even then there's some stuff from the, f- the from Breath of the Wild in there. Like there's the one in Groot of uh, a Valley or whatever this fucking is, where you got to go to the capital, and then there's the one about the eighth warrior, and you got to find the seventh warrior, and you have to find these uh, uh seven different orbs and connect them to open up the statue of the eighth warrior that's lo- located on the Groot of Mountains. So. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there. And the, there's the giant goddess statue over there uh, where she tells you the locations for all this. So she's like, can you find the smaller goddess statue? I've lost track of it. And like, you just have to go. And there's there's stuff that you just randomly uh, counter on there. So um, another search quest. Mm-hmm. Man, there's stuff to be aware of that. You, I, that's the only one I can think of that really irritated me was because I had to go back and take photos of all that. Um, I don't think my Pura pad does too much yet. I think I've still got to unlock some things. You'll get it once you progress yeah, with talk, the story. Yeah. If you've you've already gone to Lookout Landing, go back, yep. and you can go talk with uh, Robbie. Yep. And he's downstairs. Um, he sent me straight to her yeah. the first time. I Robbie and Joshua. Yeah, jo- yeah, Joshua, mm-hmm. the new the new girl. And they'll Ashikas. Yeah, they'll they'll ask you about a speci- specific thing and they'll send you on a quest to go uh investigate the depths so that'll be yeah, your first oh cool track down there yeah you'll get the you'll get the rest of your your abilities when you uh follow their storyline too so um i think you have to don't yeah just go back after you beat one of the disturbances because then you get another ability so mm-hmm. uh what are the disturbances could, that must be what i'm headed to it's now. the stuff kind of like from the the areas from the first game it's like the those like those Zidane four and all yeah, the Rito village four uh, areas that they asked that's you to right, yeah i mean uh, those are like those same areas from the first game it's just that's basically it's just retreading of those temples in a different light so but it's um, very much expansion package right like it's it know. started off as dlc and then became yeah. its own would y'all want i mean y'all been tearing it up uh, would y'all want another game in this like art style and universe and map and all that, or is it time to move on to even just a new map or new region or new adventure, um, or new mechanics, or is this I, like Zelda I will, going forward? I will say that I mean the open world thing seems to be where they've laid their you know claim yeah. to as far as Zelda. Um. They during a lot of the the press push, there was a lot about these sky islands, uh, a lot of talk about them and and everything. But really, when it when you kind of look at everything, once you've got everything unlocked, it's like, you know, it's like somebody sneezed on the map. If you look at the sky map and there's, you know, some little bit over here, a little bit over here, a little bit over here. Right. There's it's it's very sparse. It's not like the whole island the the sky is populated with these it's giant a, land it's not masses. Not a dark world. Mm. Um, compared to... And then you go, if you go underneath uh, into the depths, about the same thing. You, I mean, you can find some cool stuff down there, but for the most part, it's it's pretty vast and opened and kind of empty. Um, there's, I mean, the main points of interest down there, and some pretty cool stuff can be found, but, um, I don't know. I, th- I think maybe after this, yeah, they kind of get away from the switch it up. some the, the switch, the breath, it up. Of, the breath of the wild tears of the kingdom arc and kind of move to a, a new storyline. Yeah. Depending on how this one pans out, but Hey, I mean, breath of the wild panned out pretty definitively there. Every, everything was all good and good and dandy. And then, all hell broke loose in the beginning of this one. So, I mean, and also they sold 10 million copies in three <laughs> days. So, <laughs> yeah, the formula works. Keep uh, keep trying to wring success from that stone, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I would like to see. I would like to see the the open world concept meet the traditional aspects like what they did in Skyward Sword. Because Skyward Sword, you still had, you know, decent, pretty elaborate temples and things like that. Great dungeons. Um, like, I didn't even finish it, and I know some of those There's some of those are the best dungeons in the series. Yeah. Same with Twilight Princess. So, I would, I would kind of like to see the, the crossover between that. And it's, I mean, I don't, I won't say much. I won't, I won't really get into it. I mean, they did bring temples back in this one, but... We'll talk about that once you do your do a couple temples, and, you'll, and and we'll be able yeah. to to talk about talk about that. Gotcha. And there, there's gonna be a story beat where we'll, we can talk about the the actual timeline here because there's there's an event in this that only happens at one timeline and it happens in this game. So Ooh. are we trying to keep up with the Zelda timeline nonsense? I mean, there's trying one, to there's fit one, it into something. I mean, well, they all one, converge into this. So there's a. Uh, well, there's one event that happens as it confirms that this in this timeline. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So Brant knows. So, I mean, gotcha. Richard, Richard, you technically know. Just you, this event happened in another game. So, okay. So, like I said, you be like, oh shit, when when you look at it, you're like, I just okay, have to okay. put it together. Yeah. 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 yeah to see what happens. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because there's there's a very there's an event that happens in this game that is the basis of the timeline. So that precedes all the other Zelda games below it. So they've already talked about like the war of like the sealing, like sealing Ganondorf away. So that's already been kind of part of the story they've teased at. Yeah, you 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 might know what I'm talking about then if that's the case because there is they go. I mean, if like Branch should know the whole memory thing goes in part of that particular. Yeah, bit from that timeline. So that's unique to that timeline. They're good at adding stuff out there like that where people put the pieces together, right? Like I, maybe the Hyrule Historia was one of the worst things they could have done because it it tried to define hero wins, hero fails, hero fails and dies, and just like these different branching things. But uh, it's fun just to talk about where it would align or or what instance came before what you know because they're all different links they're all different zeldas except yeah, for yeah, these yeah. two are th- these two are the same and like zelda one and zelda two were the same and links link to the past and links awakening were the same too and that sort of thing so do you play anything else uh anything no. anything not embarrassing so can you tell us any gameplay that you performed that was not embarrassing I don't understand the reference. All of our gameplay is embarrassing. There we go. <laughs> it's all embarrassing. Embarrassing Zelda. All right. Uh, we have a state of play in what? Two days? Yep. Wednesday? I'm sure yep. that will take up the bulk of uh, next week's show. What time is that? Is there any way we could try to shoehorn a talk over the stream on top of that? Uh, I don't know. Unless it's Thursday or something. Well, no. I don't know. Maybe. Just depends. Yeah, be on the lookout for our uh, Twitter and Instagram feeds. We'll try to put something out there if we're going to be able to talk over them. I want to say it's at 5 o'clock one day, but I'll have to see what that looks like, too. Uh, But State of Play is coming up. I believe it's Wednesday. Pretty sure it's Wednesday. Yeah. Should be some cool stuff. Uh, But, yeah, that'll that'll probably be, as Brant said, the the majority of next week's episode. 
Uh, but thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. Thank you.